The greatest blessing that you and I have is the gift of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us in the light of faith and guided us to the true religion. And Allah attributes this phenomenon, blessing to himself, and he says that I, that I have completed my blessings on you. And in addition to this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us numerous blessings, countless blessings. Everywhere you look, you cannot help but notice a blessing given to us by Allah Azza wa Jal. You look to the left, you look to the right, you look up to the skies, you look down to the earth. Blessings upon blessings. He has endowed us with gifts and pleasures that if we were to count them, if we even attempted to count them, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Ibrahim, لَا تُحْصُهَا You will not be able to count them. And how is it that we could deny the favours that Allah has given to us? فَبِأَيِّ هَلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ We simply cannot deny anything. We are surrounded, engulfed, enveloped by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings. From the air we breathe to the touch that we feel. We enjoy the countless favours that Allah has bestowed upon us. Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah narrates on the authority of Jabir that once the Prophet was reciting Surah Ar-Rahman and every time he came to the verse the companions remained silent. And the Prophet turns to them and he says the night that I conversed, had a conversation with the jinns, every time I recited this surah and I came up across this verse, the jinns, they did something better than what you are doing because you are remaining silent. And what did the jinns respond? Every time I said, the jinns would say, La bishay'in min ni'amik. La bishay'in min ni'amik, Rabbana nukadhib. We deny none of your favours, O our Lord. To you belongs all praise. So we should pray abundantly that Allah makes us amongst those people who are grateful. Only a few of my servants are truly grateful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those few. Now one such blessing that perhaps some of us, or perhaps most of us, fall oblivious to in acknowledging that this is a great blessing of Allah is the blessing of water. And I'm sure as we came to the masjid today, we saw plenty of it. We take water for granted. We don't realize how fortunate we are. Access to, us, access to water for us is very easy and very simple. Simple. We go to the kitchen or the bathroom, we turn the tap on and we get instant water. From the moment that he woke up till now, how many of us have used water? Perhaps all of us have. From the moment we woke up, we, we used water to wash ourselves, purify ourselves, perform ablution and also perhaps make breakfast. Water is essential in our everyday life and it's a blessing that is far greater than we can imagine. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, in the last verse of Surah Al-Mulk, He reminds us, He gives a worst case scenario. He says, 
قل أرأيتم إن أصبح ماؤكم غورا consider have you considered this imagine imagine if the water that you have were to sink into the earth have we considered this what will we do how will we react and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us who then shall bring you back flowing water fresh cool water Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us fresh water to drink have we pondered over this water that we drink? How has it reached us? Is it from our own doing? Or has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enabled us to have access to water? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, he could have made water turn into bitter taste. He could have made this happen. But from his infinite mercy and grace, he's created, a, created an entire system. He's put something in a place so that we benefit from these great blessings. So why is it that we fail to express gratitude? Water was amongst the first creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. Before the creation of the heavens and the earth, there was water upon which the arsh of Allah, the throne of Allah was standing. Our existence comes from water. Allah has created you and I. He's created humans. He's created man from water. And it's only from the power of Allah that from an insignificant and despised drop of water he created the likes of you and I. From this one drop, from this fluid, from this liquid, from this water, a life comes into existence. We must remember our humble beginnings. For even if we were to reach the heights of magnific magnificence and high stature in the eyes of people, Allah gives us a reminder. He gives us a stark reminder. In Surah Al-Insan, he says that there was a time there was a time, a period, that when your existence wasn't even worth mentioning. And this is the power and omnipotence of Allah Azza wa Jal, a miracle and a marvel to ponder over, reflecting on our existence. And speaking of power and, and miracles, when we flick through the chapters of the stories of the prophets and the Anbiya and people of the past, we come to learn that water played a huge role in many of the miracles that took place. We learn about the story of Musa in Surah Ash-Shu'ara when Allah inspires him to strike the Red Sea with his, with, with his staff, which then causes the water to split. And each part of the water stands like huge mountains. We learn about the story of Ayyub in Surah Sa'ad, how he was struck by such, a, such an illness. He went through such a test. He suffered from a skin disease. Such was the illness that his entire body was covered in holes. And finally, years later, Allah plans for his recovery by giving him instruction to stomp his foot on the ground, 
which results in cold and fresh water gushing forth for bathing and for drinking. We learn the story of Hajar and her son Ismail in the scorching heat in the Arabian desert, nothing around, no sign of life. Allah brings forth water from the earth and not just any water, the most holiest water on earth, which regarding Imam Bukhari rahimahullah says on the authority of Ibn Abbas that the messenger Rasulullah said, if Hajar, if Hajar had left the water to gush forth as it was, without constructing a basin or trying to contain this water, then what would have happened? The Prophet says, This water would have been a flowing stream on earth. We learn in the seerah how the rain and water in the battle of Badr was a source of mercy for the believers and which was consequently one of the reasons why the Muslims were victorious. Similarly, when we experience rain, we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a source of mercy for us. It is Allah who sends down rain from the skies. A means for our crops, vegetation, fruits, spices, and all kinds of plants grow. In fact, it is a sign of a true believer to understand and realize that rain is a mercy from Allah Azza wa Jal. In a Sahih Hadith found in Bukhari and Muslim, Zayd ibn Khalid al-Juhini radiallahu ta'ala an reports that on one occasion rain was pouring down one evening. And the next day, the Prophet finished his morning salah in Hudaybiyah and he turns round to the congregation and he says, Hal do you know what your Lord has said? And he continues, he says, there are people who entered this morning as true believers who said and who believes that that we have been given rain by the grace and mercy of Allah. And it is no wonder that this is a time when du'as are answered. It's regarded as a time when our supplications are answered by Allah And the Prophet when he would see rain fall, he would get excited. Imam Muslim, rahimahullah, and the authority of Anas mentions that on one occasion they were with the Prophet and it started to rain. And the Prophet he lifted part of his garment so that rain could fall on his body. So the companions, they asked him, why did you do this? لِمَا صَنَعْتَ هَذَا He said, لِأَنَّهُ حَدِيثُ عَهْدٍ بِرَبِّهِ تَعَالَى Because the rainfall has just come from the exalted Lord. And scholars say it's actually desirable and mustahab to sometimes do this. Let rain fall on part of your body, expose part of your body to the rain. And Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah, he even adds that try to perform ablution with water sometimes, here and there. It's a sign of Allah's mercy, which Allah has created. Therefore, use it. Use it as a blessing. Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says, the Messenger Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa whenever he would see rain, he would read, Allahumma sayyiban nafi'a. Oh Allah, oh Allah, send a beneficial downpour. 
And he would read this to ward off any potential harm that the rain potentially could bring. Again, another sunnah that we can implement in our lives, easy and simple. But bear in mind, just how water and rain can be a source of mercy, it can also be a source for destruction and devastation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam, Nuh alayhi salatu wassalam, he reminded his people, seek your Lord's forgiveness. Istaghfiru rabbakum. That's all you have to do. Seek your Lord's forgiveness. Allah is truly forgiving. Innahu kana ghafara. And what he will do, as a result, he will shower. Shower you with abundant rain. Yursilu samaa alaykum midrara. Rain of enormous mercy. But however, they failed. They failed. And that same rain that could have been rain of joy and mercy was instead, instead the rain that ruined them. And in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 64, Allah says how he drowned all those who rejected his signs. In fact, in that same chapter, Surah Al-A'raf, we come to learn how desperately the inhabitants of Jahannam, of the hellfire, will be seeking water from those who are uh, residing in Jannah. وَنَادَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارُ أَصْحَابَ الْجَنَّةِ They will be calling out to them أَنْ أَفِيدُوا عَلَيْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ أَوْ مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمَ اللَّهِ Pour some water over us. They will be desperately wanting water, but today Allah has forbidden this for them. They will be deprived of water. Water that today quenches our thirst. Water that is essential for our survival. Allah will deprive them of water in the hereafter. May Allah forgive us. And sometimes instances will arise in this world where Allah wants us to call out to him for this reign of mercy, for the mercy to descend upon earth. Because we are always in need of water, humans, animals, birds, fish, insects, trees, plants, crops, vegetation, everything needs water. Such that if there is a drought or a dire need for water, we have it in our religious guidance taught to us by the Prophet to perform a special prayer seeking rain, seeking Allah's mercy. And Abu Hurairah he reports that on one occasion Prophet Sulaiman went out to pray for rain. And he was a prophet that could communicate and could hear the uh, conversations of animals and insects. And he saw an ant. He saw an ant lying on its back raising its leg towards the sky, saying, Allahumma, Allahumma inna khalqum min khalqik, laysa bina ghinan an suqiyak. Oh Allah, we are creatures amongst your creatures. We cannot live without water. And Sulaiman, salam, he turns to his companions and he says, go back, for you have been given water through the supplication of others. And talking about giving, giving water is considered a great act of charity. When one thinks about those living in lands with very little water or contaminated water, our hearts sink. To them, every drop of clean, fresh water is an opportunity to just to be able to live another day, to live an extra day. Many developing countries, they struggle to find clean and fresh water. And here we are, such great blessing that we have 
right in front of us. Instant, we can get this as well. And the UN, they say that 80% of all illnesses in developing countries are water-related. And it's unfortunate, but as humans, we only truly value something after we lose it, not whilst we have it. Whilst we have a blessing, we don't understand that how much of a great favor this is that Allah has given us. And it's the number one resource we rely on heavily for our survival. Upon occasion, Sa'ad ibn Ubaidah he asked the Messenger Rasulullah my mother has passed away. Can I give charity on her behalf? And he, Rasulullah said, yes, you may. And then he asked, which is the best form of charity to give on behalf of my deceased mother? And Rasulullah said, providing drinking water. It's a very easy and small act of charity, but it goes a long way. He encouraged us to live in this world by investing in sadaqah jariyah, ongoing charity, something that will benefit us in this world and even after we die, continuously we will be getting rewarded. Perhaps by offering water to people, a way of benefiting people is by providing them with water by either contributing or making a well where many people in the community can benefit from. So we should never underestimate a good deed. Never take a small good deed as trivial. For if a woman who was submerged in sin and haram can gain entry into Jannah for providing water to an animal, then imagine, then imagine those who provide water to the servants of the most merciful. What will be the case for them? And scholars even say that if you have accumulated sin, then repent and give water to people. It's a charitable and praiseworthy act. And how befitting is this, that this pure deed, this pure deed, giving water as charity, is performed with something that in and of itself is a means of purification. Water is pure. Water is pure. فَإِنَّهُ tahur, as Rasulullah says. Water is used as a means to purify ourselves. We wash away dirt and stain from our clothes. Water is a purifying agent that lifts najasa, impurity, from our body and used to lift the state of hadath from us. Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, in his ihya, he talks about when we perform ablution, the inner dimensions of performing wudu and ablution, he says that this helps with spiritual purification, to purify our hearts. Reflect on water. Reflect on water to help the inner self attain something great, to attain purity. For a person, once they purify themselves, then indeed they are the successful ones. So let us try, let us try to be pure, pure from the evil that resides in our hearts. When one performs wudu and ablution, we wash our hands, we wash our face, we wash our arms, we wash our feet. Be conscious of washing our hearts as well. Oh Allah, remove the impurities from my heart. Jealousy, hatred, anger, hypocrisy, arrogance. Oh Allah, wash me of my sins with water. Allahumma ghsilni min khataya bil Wash away the dirt and stains built up in our hearts. Make my heart pure and beautiful.
and be conscious on how when we use water for ablution and purification this will be a means of our beauty and radiance on the hair, on the day of judgment the prophet sallallahu says inna ummati yud'auna yawm al-qiyamah verily my nation will be called on the day of judgment ghurran muhajjilin min athari al-wudu they will be bright they will be radiant from the traces of ablution and just how water is a means of attaining beauty water is also a form of beauty some of the most breathtaking and beautiful sceneries in this world involve water waterfalls rivers streams allah is beautiful and he loves beauty inna allah jamil yuhibbul jamal and in his creation he has spread out in nature for us to observe this beauty and reflect on where there is water there is peace tranquility serenity and calmness we see the role of water in Islamic architecture and how it played an integral part and design in the Islamic palaces of the past. You only have to visit Alhambra Palace in Granada in Spain and you will witness the amazing features of water. We see how water plays a significant role in Islamic gardens to promote peace, to promote beauty and to have this heavenly feel. Then what do you think awaits for the believer in the life after for those who attain purity for those who are successful for them as allah azza wa jal says 27 times in the quran jannatin tajri min anhar there will be gardens under which rivers flow for them there will be rivers of fresh water fiha anhar that water that will never go bad or stale that will never go bad in color in taste and in smell for them there shall be a spring in Jannah called Salsabil all this will be found in a place of beauty and purity a place regarding which the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says no eye has seen no ear has ever heard of no a human heart has ever even thought of. Jannah is a pure place and only the pure will enter it. And as you enter this everlasting abode, there will be gatekeepers, angels will be standing, calling out, Salam, Salamun Alaikum, peace be upon you. You have done well. Enter Jannah forever. Imagine the sight, imagine the joy, imagine the ecstasy the chants and the prayers of the residents of Jannah will be Subhanakallahumma Glory be to you O Allah Jannah is flawless no hatred no malice jealousy will reside in any of the hearts it is pure a place from a place free from defect and that's why the Prophet ﷺ, regarding Jannah, he said that there will be no need for even a person to relieve himself. The dwellers of Jannah will eat and drink, but they won't have to spit, they won't have to urinate, they won't have to pass stool, there will be no mucus. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to enter into Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those people who are grateful. You see, 
there is something actually more profound going on here. We have spoken about the blessing of water. We have spoken about the existence of life from water. We have spoken about the miracles involving water. We have touched on the importance of how water is sent as rain. We've spoken about the importance of giving charity, giving water in charity. We have spoken about how pure and beautiful water is. And we have spoken about how water will be available for the people of Jannah. What about the connection between water and the Quran? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions water in the Quran 63 times, something that we cannot ignore. There must be a unique relationship between the Quran and water. And when one ponders, one learns that just how rain comes from the heaven, the Quran came from the heaven. Just how Quran is essential for the body, the remembrance and recitation of the Quran is essential for the soul. Just how water purifies our body, the Quran purifies our soul. Just how gardens and palaces with water features bring a sense of peace and comfort, the dhikr of the Quran brings peace and comfort to the hearts. Just how water is pure and a form of beauty, the Quran is the pure words of Allah. And we are encouraged to beautify the Quran with our voices. As Rasulullah said, Zayyinul Quran bi aswatikum. Water revives barren, dead land. The Quran revives a heart that is dead. It enlightens us and ignites our spirituality. It wakes our hearts up. And it is no wonder Rasulullah mentioned that don't make your house into graveyards. Do not make your house into a graveyard. How do you make your house into a graveyard? A house in which there is no prayer or recitation of the Quran. There is no life. And as the water pours down in all parts of the world, we see that water helps plants and fruits to grow. Despite it being the same rain, the fruits and vegetables that grow might be very different. Different in taste, different in smell, different in color, and perhaps different in texture. Likewise, the Quran, the words, the reminder is the same, but it might affect people in different ways. For some, the Quran, the words and reminders from the Quran might be a means of the doors of repentance opening up for them. For some, the words from the Quran might be a source for them to pray their daily salah. For some, the Quran might be a message of Islam entering into the hearts, just like how it had an impact on Umar radiallahu ta'ala so the fruits of the effect will be felt in different ways for different people. One must not be judgmental or compare and say, you recite the Quran day in day, why are you not changing? Perhaps it is in a different way. And so, as I conclude, the weather is getting warmer and we start to drink more and more water in these warm days ahead. When we take that sip of water to quench our thirst, let it be a moment of remembrance. Let it be a time, an opportunity where we remind ourselves, our families, our children, 
that what a blessing water is. Every time we make ablution, make it a habit to ponder over the amazing blessings. We must learn not to take water for granted. We must learn not to let the Quran collect dust on the shelf. The way, we are in, the way that we are in need of water on a daily basis, we need water every day. We should try our utmost best to also recite the Quran, even if it's a page every day as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq.